Morning news feed post game WMAY 92.7, and 9.70 a.m. Like I mentioned, uh, normally we talk to this individual every Thursday at 9.40, but he was kind enough to move things around for us because I was watching the finale of Loki last night, Eric Davis, managing editor of Fandango.com. I'm like, I can't just talk to him for six minutes today. There's too much from what just from that Loki finale. I mean, what it does to shape the MCU going forward, I, I was just blown away by it. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty wild, you know. I think uh, Marvel Studios was teasing the fact that this episode was going to change everything that we know about the MCU, uh, and it did. You know, it kind of this show, and and it's something that we sort of saw from the beginning. But this show, the job of this show was to sort of make uh, explain the multiverse, explain how it works. You know, get people um, invested in sort of that that story and understanding how it all goes together. Give us a taste of variants of, you know, different of the same character and what that looks like. And then, of course, this finale, which then opens it up and says, okay, this is going to be the inciting incident that uh, could potentially feed and fuel um, at least the rest of phase four mm-hmm. uh, and maybe beyond, you know, Thanos, if you remember the Thanos thing, um, Thanos started uh, very early on, um, you know, with yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy one and, and that first Avengers movie um, and leading all the way up to Endgame. So we got like what, like eight years of, uh, <laughs> Build up, yeah. of Thanos, Thanos <laughs> narrative, Infinity Stone narrative. So um, I don't know how long they're going to go, but we at least know that spider-man no way home um and doctor strange in the multiverse of madness will at least pick this storyline back up whether or not this multiverse uh what happens at the end of that episode of loki whether or not that feeds into shang chi in september eternals in november we don't know that yet but i'm i'm curious to see if the implications pour over into into those films uh, speaking of the MCU, uh, we also got, just out of nowhere, uh, the most Ryan Reynolds Deadpool way for him to kind of get himself into the MCU. The reaction video with him and Korg just came out of nowhere and was fantastic, in my opinion. Yeah, brilliant idea, too. You know, Ryan Reynolds has a new movie coming out called Free Guy that looks great, comes out in August. Um, about a, uh, a video game side character that becomes self-aware and realizes he's, he's in a video game and then tries to save the, the world. Uh, so it looks super fun, but it's a Fox movie. And so now that you, Fox and Disney and Deadpool, you know, it was very smart and it was probably a Ryan Reynolds idea because he has really great ideas oh, yeah. uh, to, to suit up as Deadpool, stick him next to... Uh, an MCU character, Korg, who is voiced by Taika Waititi, who also stars in Free, Free Guy. So then you could you can see where that that combination came together. Um, and this way, I mean, all of these different things you're promoting, right? Mm-hmm. So the, I mean, the biggest takeaway that I had from that was: Does this mean that we're going to see Deadpool show up in that next Thor movie, Thor: Love and Thunder? Uh, because there is this established relationship between Reynolds and Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi directed Thor Love and Thunder. Um, they need to get Deadpool in there at some point. That Thor movie, uh, everything we know about it, it seems completely insane. <laughs> yes, uh, nuts. That would make, it would make the most sense to get 
Deadpool and Thor and the Guardians. I mean, that that whole crew, I think, would be a lot of fun together. Um, and it would give us a taste of what the uh, sort of Disney-fied Deadpool might look like right, yeah. um, before what? we see another movie. Yeah, watching that whole thing, I was just I could just envision at some point in Thor: Love and Thunder, Korg saying, "Oh, I got, I have a friend, Mister Poole. He's yeah. dead." But you know, it, it just it fits so well. It was the one thing I never knew I wanted in my life, but now I need it in my life. Yeah, I tweeted <laughs> that out. By the way, I I had tweeted that. You know, does this mean that? Uh, we're going to see Deadpool and Thor Love and Thunder. And I, I added Ryan Reynolds, and Ryan Reynolds did like the tweet. Nice. Uh, so I uh, don't know what that means. <laughs> but, but it may uh, mean something. It may mean something. You never know. So I'm, I'm fingers crossed. Uh, I love what Taika does with those Thor movies. And then Free Guy, I think, comes out August 13th. 13th. Yep. We're done with Eric Davis, Fandango.com. Before we get to the couple of movies that are coming out in theaters uh, this weekend, do want to mention a couple things from Netflix. One, Fear Street, the trilogy, wraps up with 1666. You weren't able to talk about that last week. You, you mentioned 94, had kind of had a scream, Cabin of the Woods, 78 was a straight-up slasher flick. What do we expect from 1666? Well, it's a, it's a gothic horror, you know, okay. and so it's it's honestly it's the the least at least in the offset uh when this third part starts if you're somebody who's who's been watching you know you got to watch the whole thing yeah but uh you know the 1600s sort of set horror uh you know if you remember like that movie the witch you know gothic horror isn't always for everyone mm. um and so i think that this is maybe at least because because at one point in in the third film they do go back to the 90s to sort of you know to create for the finale okay. which is really great uh but that 1600 stuff give it time you know uh it's a slow burn and and usually when we get horror movies set in the 1600s witches that kind of stuff they are usually slow burn kind of movies and uh this is a slow burn uh, at least that that 1600s portion of this film is a slow burn, but stick with it. I think it's good. I think it's a great finale. Um, and just kudos to everybody that worked on those three movies. We've never really seen a trilogy of films like this play out over the course of only three right, weeks. Right. Um, and, and they're all, I think, very entertaining and well done. So uh, so kudos to, to everybody that worked on that, and I would highly recommend uh, – watching the third one yeah that's uh that's our plan this weekend my my wife had read the books when she was younger so we plan on kind of binge watching all three of them together this weekend so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out another thing on netflix came out earlier this week uh gunpowder milkshake just the title itself gets me interested and then i see it's the it's the actress uh karen gillian who plays nebula as an assassin it looks interesting yeah this is one of a couple of upcoming uh, female-fronted assassin movies from Netflix. They also have another one called Kate that's coming, I believe, in September, I want to say. Uh, this one uh, stars Karen Gillan. Uh, she plays the daughter of an assassin, and she herself is an assassin. She's connects to an eight-year-old girl. They're on the run uh, from a bunch of bad people, and she hooks up with her mother, who is the leader of uh, another group of assassins. Uh, you have Michelle Yao in there, uh, Angela Bassett. And mm. so it's it's really fun, female-fronted, uh, great ensemble, great actresses all in it, uh, colorful, you know, vibrant assassin kind of uh, picture. You know, this is like a, 
Netflix has been doing these sort of midsummer big movies, and mm-hmm. and some of them, you know, last last year we had uh, Charlize Theron, um, oh, yeah. and Kiki Lane had a movie in July. So this is sort of like their big kind of action July movie. Um, and uh, I think if you like assassin movies, I would I would check it out. Very cool. Talking with uh, Eric Davis, managing editor, Fandango.com. All right, let's get the movies coming out in theaters this weekend. We'll start. We talked about it's a pretty good uh, summer for horror movies. We have Escape Room Tournament of Champions. I saw the trailer for this before Black Widow. Looks pretty darn interesting. Yeah, I, w- I will say that if you go by Rotten Tomatoes, your streaming options are going to be fresher than your oh, no. theatrical <laughs> options this week, Uh-oh. unfortunately. But yes, you know, that original Escape Room came out, I think, at the height of, like, Escape Room mania here right. in yeah. the United States. Yeah. Uh, everybody was, like, going to Escape Rooms, and uh, they're still popular. Uh, they still go. My kids just went to one. But uh, it's not as intense, I think, as it was when that first one came out. But the second one, you know, it's a new cast of characters. There's a couple of returning characters. Uh, and they are treated to a, a series of situations that they need to escape from. It's kind of, it's not unlike Saw in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, Saw has its traps. This one has its escape rooms. Um, it's called Tournament of Champions. Uh, you know, take that uh, for how you how you wish. <laughs> um, but and, and it's currently rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. But um, if you are a fan of the first one then I don't think you really care about the Rotten Tomato right. score. You're going to go see the, the second one. And if you haven't seen the first one, but the second one looks interesting, I don't think you need to have seen the first one to to enjoy the ride of the second. <laughs> and finally, in the, in the last couple of minutes we have with you here, Space Jam Legacy. The, the response that I've seen, obviously with LeBron James, you're going to get people having an opinion on it. But take that out of the equation, I, I just haven't seen a lot of positivity towards this movie. Yeah, look, this is going to be a super rotten movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It really is. Um, I think, I think personally, I think critics are, are going at it a little bit, a little bit rough. You know, there's a lot of Warner Brothers IP in it, you know, but that's what these movies are. You know, mm-hmm. the original Space Jam was that They're Pushing too. products, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think the one note that I would have is that the kids that are watching this movie can't get enough of it. And so this is the kind of movie where I don't necessarily think you go to Rotten Tomatoes to see what the 30, right. 40, 50 year old <laughs> critics think Why? about Space right. Jam. <laughs> exactly. um, you know, you're I think there are some people that grew up in the 90s that are like, I'm just morbidly curious. Go for it. Uh, but it's your kids that will probably enjoy this movie more than anyone else. Um, and uh, and if you have kids and, and you haven't gone out to the movies yet and you've been waiting for sort of a big, colorful, uh, family-friendly movie to go see, uh, especially if you have kids that are basketball fans, follow LeBron James, watching the NBA Finals right now, I think that those those kids will really like this movie. And like I said, other than the Looney Tunes characters, you have all other kind of Warner Brothers characters okay. that are in this movie as well. So I would recommend it. Uh, for families uh, that have young kids, I think you'll you'll have a good time. Eric Davis, Manjator, Fandango.com. Appreciate you taking the time, moving things around for us. And also want to get the word out, a couple of movies have uh, tickets on sale now through Fandango, Suicide Squad, Jungle Cruise, right? Yeah, Jungle Cruise and Suicide Squad tickets just went on sale yesterday. Suicide Squad, we'll talk about that, I think, in, in future yes, uh, conversations. <laughs> I've seen it. It is insane. It is awesome. So I would say get your tickets uh, as soon as you can.
Awesome. Appreciate the time as always, Eric Davis. Uh, thank you very much. Have an outstanding weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. You too, sir. Enjoy your Fear Street binging yeah, this weekend. I will. I mean, we'll, we'll compare notes next week. Take care. You too.